When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there. To some it's inauguration day, to others it's hump day. For some it's both. And here they are. Continuing to uphold the oath they swore long ago to entertain all of you. Yes, we are. Hi, Rocco. Welcome the presidents back. of this show. That's Lori right, and Rocco. Julia. That's right. You yeah. were off having a snow day yesterday. I was. Did I admit, did I hear that The Bachelor and The Bachelorette broke up? What did I just hear? Yeah, yes. the, the, the former I, ones. How did I miss this? Yeah, I don't how, know. I'm sure you're you don't follow it and you don't care. <laughs> In that way, you're very much like Donnie. And these are the ones that just did it just the last season with yeah. the older lady? Yes. Basically. It, wow. They basically were getting paid by ABC to stay together and do some pat marches till this uh, Bachelor got rolled out. And then they realized, oh, we don't need to fake it anymore. We're Let's done. break up. This We're, is one of the reasons why I don't watch that show because it doesn't mean anything. But, well, but it's, it's good entertainment. It means something. It means something it doesn't. the time. <laughs> it, mean, it doesn't. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Today, so, today of was course, the inauguration. That's right. And uh, we have present. we have music, fashion, fashion and um, it was just really just to get in the. Um, in the shallow right away, but the fashion is kind of everything. It really was. And Bernie Stan- Sanders is still trending because he dressed practical. He was in a, he had a beige parka and very, looked like homemade mittens on that mm-hmm. were knitted. He was L.L. Bean. And his arms were crossed. And I heard Gail King say that one of the things she just kind of wanted to, Sure, it might have been Nora O'Donnell because she would have covered more inaugurations. But she said the only two people who get to sit on a fancy chair are the vice president-elect and the president-elect. But otherwise, every former president, doesn't matter who you are. If you're in that crowd, you're on a folding chair. And it was 32 degrees. But I just said that. She's like, they don't make an exception for that. It's just those two chairs. This is the way we've always done it, even though it's a day of pomp and circumstance. She said, it's also a way of showing that we are all the same. Yes. Got I it. thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. so observation. Bernie, Bernie dressed practical. I was worried about people catching colds, the older well, people. A lot of gloves, a lot of scarves, yeah. a lot of people, of course, had their face masks on. I guess everybody had been tested twice twice in, in the, the 72 yep. hours. And um, let's listen before we get to some of the other fashion. But I just thought, Bernie, leave it to Bernie to be the one to be trending because he just looks he, well. Practical. He just looked warm, and he looked practical. He yeah. looked warm. And Lady Gaga came out and sang uh, uh, the Star Spangled 
a banner. Which is our national anthem. That's right. (laughs) And people went crazy. Many people are calling her a Hunger Games Heidi. Because of how her hair was done? Because she looked like Effie Trinket in um, the Hunger Games. I don't even know who that is. I thought she looked amazing. I was jealous of that outfit. I loved it. Yeah, you you know, she's very Italian with the braid on top, kind of a, a Vita, theatrical looking, but the bird on the her dove. thing. If you look at Effie. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so, and people were just calling her Hunger Games Heidi, but Hunger Games Heidi, a.k.a. Lady Gaga. She can sing. She gave a stunning performance. Let's listen. And I don't think she was lip syncing on that one. No, no, no. Do I don't think so. I she think was. So. I mean, because she had the other one. We're about to I hear. love it because they had theatrical their own. arm moves, and she was really singing it, channeling the moment and all its power. Yeah, and and she had on a tightly fitted um, like coat, and then this big bustling red ball gown, skirt. ball gown skirt that I thought that's a great look. I think that's a great. She looked amazing. One of our gossip sites that we like said they're glad that they talked Lady Gaga out of lifting her skirts and having a bunch of doves come. Out. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny because she has this huge dove, golden dove, and she had a gold microphone. I thought, I thought yeah. she knocked it out of a park, I out mean, of the park because she can sing. A, oh yeah, she dressed. Well, she did Regal. Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl, whatever. A couple. Let's of years get to ago. the next performance, okay. shall we? But first of all, when when J Lo started walking out of the um, the Capitol uh-huh. and down the stairs, um, she had an amazing outfit. That and was George, Chanel and George Snuffleupagus, who was commentating for ABC today. Mm-hmm. Had to make a comment on the fashions. Oh, he did. He made. I can't remember what he said. Is in in her fashions are quite. Um, celebratory or something. It's quite a magnificent. Or he made a comment about the fashions. It was very funny and it wasn't missed by his colleagues. Yeah, okay. They're like, oh, George, you're George. commenting on the fashions. Well, she had pearls. She had a sparkly a belt. She had a huge her diamond ring. She was head to toe in Chanel. That was white. a Chanel white suffragette white. It was a long tweed coat Chanel sequined wide leg pants Chanel. Mm-hmm. And the ruffled silk blouse Chanel and the, and the belt Chanel. Yeah, and the ring, her engagement ring, mm-hmm. um, probably Cartier, probably 900 carats. I don't know how big it, it was. It was so big. Well, she, uh, I when mean. When she started singing. Does anybody have a harder working agent than Benny Medina for J-Lo? She works everything. She's Super on Super Bowl last year mm-hmm. and then comes around full circle inauguration. Yep. Okay, so here's J-Lo. And I'll be curious your reaction, Marco, if you've heard this yet. Uh, she's doing a medley, and I love this, the Marine Band. You know, oh, I just yeah. love how mm-hmm. they sound. It's, this land is your land, and um, and America then America the Beautiful. The Beautiful, and then she inserts... Her own song. Her own song uh, <laughs> for just a random shout-out. And she did speak um, Spanish. Spanish, but here we go. So, you know, she's singing that song, and then she gets to the end of the song. Not all the way to the end. She just starts in the middle of it singing well, yeah, another she's, song. She's saying one, she did say in Spanish, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's mm-hmm. what she said in Spanish. And then she decided to give us the remix that really no one was looking for today by name dropping the title of her song <laughs> let's get loud uh-huh. while hitting the final few bars i'll try to find that for you yeah, I, it starts at 311 it was very um 
I first of all, did you not recognize it as the t- that Lori, the song? You the want dance. Me to be better at this than I am, but okay. I'm not. Here's uh, okay. Let's see. This is. Okay. And that was not for the crows that were listening. But that is Let's Get Loud from 2000. That was in 2000. It was to bring in your own music in the middle of an inauguration uh, melody. Mm-hmm. I, 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 all four in Spanish, one nation under God, indivisible, with Julia? liberty and justice for all. But, but you don't get to insert your own. <laughs> Let's get loud. Your own it's music. so J Lo though. Well, and and it, it's it'd a, be different if the if the mall was filled with thousands sure. and thousands of cheering fans, but Who's there was nobody there. I thought it was a message for the people. And then I'm, oh. then I'm like, Lori's like, no, that's, I'm reading more stuff and it's her song. And I'm like, yeah. that is so Let's inappropriate. Get loud. It's from her 2000. I feel like that was like, you the know, concert. a debut album or something. That Let's we Get Loud. To? We were wearing kitten heels and we had lace on our jeans. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, here. first of all, Rocco, what do you think for voice? Oh, I thought she sounded good, right? Yeah, this is Let's Get Loud. Come on, get to the... right now please because you aren't j-lo once again like i saw on new year's eve when she did the cover of aerosmith's song um don't stop or not believing dream catcher whatever dream on dream on (laughs) she (laughs) screams from her throat yes and not her diaphragm Mm -hmm. that's all You know? She can't even say it, Rocco. It's like she can't say anything disparaging, which I really admire about you, about certain people. You just can't do it. Well, sure. And her face was moving quite a bit. There was no Botox. So let's there just talk no about Bo-Bun. the last week of J-Lo's life. She's been in a bikini. She's been in a one-piece in St. Bart. She was on a jet ski. She was on a yacht. She premiered her glow skin line. She bitched at people that she doesn't use Botox. She's at the inauguration. Tomorrow, she's going to f- produce a film. <laughs> Tonight, she's going to sleep with A-Rod. You're going to get married in two weeks. She's planning wedding. No one works harder than J-Lo. Oh, I tell you. Well, let's come back. Let's Colleen come back. and Bradley were hysterical about this. I was listening to them, and they're like, if they, it was it was, it was unfortunate like she followed Lady Gaga. Well, someone who can sing. That's right. Who sings from their diaphragm. Who knows how to sing. Who, yeah. He's a singer. Let's see. I consider <laughs> J-Lo a singer. I She's listen. an entertainer. Yeah, okay. Let's be right back with some. Uh, let's be back with Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. J-Lo got done with her interesting choice of This Land is Your Land, uh, Woody Guthrie song, going into uh, you no, know, America, America the, the Beautiful, Beautiful, and then the Let's Get Loud. and um, Making her own song reference. Yeah, and people were not happy with her singing, as you pointed out, Lori, Julia. She can't sing. Uh, you know, I she's didn't, a performer singer. I, I guess I was just dazzled by the moment. Sure, and, of course, her outfit. And, but amazing. even everything, the scanning back, you know, and just sort of like the moment of everything. I wasn't... You don't care about singing like But I, I did know that <laughs> the Let's Get Loud I was... I, I'm with Lori. I kind of was... I, I, I was looking at her bling. I was wondering if the Let's Get Loud was appropriate. But I never once thought like, oh, she's a bad singer. But maybe mm-hmm. I need to... Revisit it. Well, because we were, guys, exper- I was, I, I just had gotten home from the gym and had turned on the, so I was just watching it live. Yeah. And so I think the emotions that I was having about it were, and then Garth Brooks came out and Garth has sang 
at every inauguration. I don't know who he goes back to. Reagan, you were saying? I don't don't know if it's Reagan. It might be Clinton. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he is... Bush Sr. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. been... Like a, he does this every single. And he couldn't have been happier. Oh, to was be he there. happy to be there? He comes out in his in his Wranglers with his big old Texas belt buckle. But and he his, did wear a blazer. Yeah, Trisha made him wear a blazer. But he's singing "Amazing Grace." Okay. Oh, I love that Marine Band. Oh. Really, that was that was great. Thanks, like Rocco. as Lori would say, that was singing from your diaphragm. Yeah, he sang from his diaphragm. And um, be sad. Okay, just first be- of all, I love Garth Brooks. And then he made he only sang two verses, and then he yeah. sang everybody at home. Let's sing. Let's sing the last together. verse together. I, I know that was I sang it. I know you sang it. Yeah. It was really lovely. I I think he's a um, he's a guy that just. His heart's always been in the right place. Yeah, I, I think like. so too. Yeah. Um, people were wondering why there were why Vice President Kamala Harris, former First Lady Michelle Obama, and Hillary Clinton they were all wearing shades of purple, and mm-hmm. the reason is purple is considered a symbol of bipartisanship because it is red and blue makes purple. Yes, and of course it's always. Symbolized nobility and was a color favored by prince as well as but no, suffragettes. Noble forever, forever, for time. purple. For right, as long right, as right. time, purple has been a royal color. Yes, yes. And apparently, um, so that's why they were... Let's that's talk why they, about it, though. Let's talk about Michelle Obama's outfit. Wasn't it amazing? It was beautiful. They were all... They, I was struck by the former first lady's great hair. Barbara, I mean um, Laura Bush. She looked She had amazing beautiful. hair. Yep. Hillary Clinton had a full mane. She did. Michelle Obama's hair looked amazing. Amazing. Jill Biden and her, her glittery beautiful outfit. Now that was a blue chosen to reflect trust, confidence and stability. This is what the press released. It's okay. ocean blue. Created by a small team in the heart of New York. They just make sustain, using, I don't know, it's some kind of Made to order only when people order them, and people really were going crazy. Also, Kamala's uh, bonus daughter, Ella, she had a coat on with crystals that people were going... Kamala's periwinkle blue. Beautiful. beautiful. Well, she was in purple. Yeah, it looked periwinkle blue on my TV, but her hair, too. Beautiful. A lot of long manes. Ladies looked gorgeous. And then last but not least, Amanda Gorman, who, I mean, was, I mean, she performs after three global superstars, okay? And her name is is Amanda Gorman, and she's now the youngest inaugural poet in American history. I thought of your Aunt Marlene. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, who loved poetry so much and she wrote a poem and we're going to play a little bit of it. It's a six-minute poem and it's called The Hill We Climb and it is exhilarating to listen to the whole thing but Dr. Jill Biden first heard Amanda speak at the Library of Congress a couple years ago. And like President Biden, she had struggled with a speech impediment when she was younger and went in this direction as a way to stop it. And she was invited to read at that inauguration just last month. And she was told she could say whatever she wanted to say without any guardrails. So here is Amanda Gorman, The Hill We Climb. Asked ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president. Oh, it was so good, and she looked amazing oh, in her yellow coat word. and everything. Maya Angelou would be smiling at Amanda Gorman doing that. How old it was, was she? 22 years old. Amazing. Amazing. All right, Ollie. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. We are being joined right now by James Collins, who is the director of Greater Twin Cities United Way's 211 Resource Helpline. And James, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Yes, and it's been quite a day, and um, I am, we're really, you know, glad that you could talk to us today, because one of the things, as everything that has happened in 2020, that, I mean, we've talked about with each other and with our families and friends and stuff, is that what, what are people doing that are really in a crisis right now and might need help with? housing you know because it's a whole trickle effect from the job and everything so you know you got to tell us what you're doing and all of that well sure well no i mean you're totally right right it's been it's been a day it's been a month it's been a year um and you know our team at united way 211 has really been kind of fielding a lot of questions right because there's been so much disruption and so um, 211 is United Way's information helpline, mm-hmm. right? So it's um, a phone number, uh, easy to remember phone number to connect people uh, for free to social services information, um, food, housing, health, um, government information. So we have a team of about 30 staff people here at Greater Twin Cities United Way who operates this helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, that serves the entire state. So we um, answer the phone and answer questions. I had are, no I idea. Either. I really did not have any idea that 211 was a resource. 
How long you know, has 211 been around? <laughs> That's a great question. So 211 has been um, a phone number, right, since the early 2000s. But uh, Greater Twin Cities United Way has been operating 211 or the iteration of 211 in the beginning since 1948. So we've wow. been here in the Twin Cities for over 70 years, uh, really, um, like I said, helping people get connected because it can be it can be really hard and I think even um, intimidating for people to to know where to go to get help mm-hmm. uh, whether it's for you know housing or food or job support um, it it's not easy to access some of these programs so that's what our team does and James of the calls that you get what percentage you know is housing the largest percentage that's what people are calling about like how do I get, you know, in a housing, affordable it's housing affordable housing, it's cold, COVID has hit me, I'm not employed anymore. Is that kind of the number one thing people are calling about right now? You know, really since last March, since uh, COVID hit, um, housing has exploded, right? Uh, the Twin Cities has been experiencing, a, and really statewide, a housing problem for a long time, but it's COVID has just made everything that much worse, right? So, um Last year, in 2020, we had about almost 200,000 um, requests for information. Um, and that our team um, fielded those requests, right? Um, our team of 30, our human beings, uh, fielded those requests. And about wow. 95,000 of those 200,000 were related to housing, um, whether it was I don't have a place to sleep tonight or I need help paying my rent, I need help paying my mortgage, or um, questions about the things associated with where you live, right? So mm-hmm. uh, heat or electricity or water. So um, almost half, right, of that uh, of our calls are, are really directly housing uh, calls. That's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable amount of calls. Yeah. How do you guys get the funding um, at the greater, you know, Twin Cities United Way to, to help everybody? I mean, are you able, what percentage of people are you able to help in these times? Well, so our team, what we do is, to answer your question, we, uh, we fundraise, and so we exist, uh, you know, with the generosity of, uh, of supporters around the region, uh, generous neighbors who, um, you know, give to support our, our cause, and, um, and we connect others. So we really play that, uh, that connector or that navigator. When someone needs help, we don't provide the actual rent assistance or right, shelter bed ourselves, right? But we, we help get the person to where they need to be to get that help. And so um, we really play that information role, uh, really thanks to our, our donors, individual donors who donate through United Way uh, campaigns or, or on their own, and then also our corporate partners, our businesses who make donations to Greater Twin Cities United Way. It, it's pretty amazing that Lori and I didn't even know about this. I mean, I know about it because I am in communication with the United Way through, you know, information and having you guys on. So I've heard of 211, but so many people out there probably doesn't don't know about this resource. And if you do know someone in need, it's such an easy number to call and an easy number to remember. And it's a starting point, you know, to help people because you have 24-7 resources. Because I just feel like there's so much disparity going on economic disparity going mm-hmm. on with people because of covid like you were mentioning that now you uh, hopefully a lot more of our audience can share this with people and if you know someone who needs help that this is going to be a great resource for them you know 
Absolutely. And I would share with you that, um, you know, I I get to listen in on calls quite often, right? So as, as our team handles these calls, and one stuck with me the other day. It was probably about a month ago. There was a um, guy who called um, from kind of up in the Duluth area, and he reached out. And I was listening to calls on a Saturday night because, uh, well, you know, in 2020, yeah. there's not a whole lot else to do, sure. right? And so um, he, you know, discussed with our staff person and talked about how his hours had been cut. He was a server, and uh, his hours had been cut. His paychecks were um, lacking, and he was trying to figure out how to get help paying his rent, how to get help paying his rent, uh, rent his uh, heat, and um, and also talking with our staff person around, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get connected. I don't know where to go. And what do I do? Do I pay my rent? Do I try to keep my apartment? Or do I pay my child support? Mm-hmm. And those are the sorts of trade-offs and questions that so many of our neighbors are, are having to make right now and having to face. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I was just thinking, you know, also people are a lot of people that have never needed help before. They were able to make their paycheck to paycheck life work for them, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah, all of a sudden with everything that happened, people were real. I mean, and people just have been sometimes they, they don't want to ask for Absolutely. help. You know, there's sort of that. And then if it's the first time ever in their life that they've needed it. Yeah. Where do you start? Two one one. Now we know. Mm-hmm. We're talking with James mm-hmm. Collins, the director of um, the Greater Twin Cities United Way's two one one resource. And people, James, can you give um, our listeners again a summary of what kind of things that they can call two one one that you can guide them and provide you know answers and put them in the right direction and in contact with the right people? What things do you cover? Sure, we cover all sorts of social services, so housing, food. Um, job skills, questions about child care. Um, we also have a fair number of people who call us and they want to um, understand how to get connected to volunteer or how to get connected to make a donation somewhere. You know, say you have a, a couch you need you need to get rid of, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so all sorts of questions. If you think about um, kind of a rule of thumb is if it's something that maybe um, a county or nonprofit would would handle, uh, call two one one and reach out for help. Okay, that that's really that's really helpful. Oh, good lord! And we understand you just launched the two one one Hope Starts Here Fund. Can you tell us more about that and if, if how people can get yeah, involved? how we can get involved? Absolutely. No, thanks for asking. So we did. We just launched uh, a new fund to support this work because. It's you know we're getting more questions now than ever just based on the need right and so given that we exist off the generosity of our our neighbors um, we're really launching this fund so we can keep doing this work and uh, grow our services to provide um, even more information to more more of our neighbors so if you're interested um, first of all if you're interested and have you know need help uh, call two one one talk to our team get some get some resources. Or visit our website at 211unitedway.org. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about our Hope Starts Here Fund, uh, you can also visit our Greater Twin Cities United Way website, which is gtcuw.org. And I do think people are looking for ways to volunteer if they can't help financially, if there's different ways to volunteer. So I think this is really helpful because we've been in this way longer than I think anybody thought we were going to be. Um, and we know that there's hope 
I mean, people are starting, I feel hopeful and optimistic, but this is just a great resource, James. And we just really are grateful to know what you do and to share that with our listeners and want to thank you for your time. And um, gosh, thanks for doing the good work you do 24-7. You know, a resource for people. Yeah. James, oh, we got to so much. I know we got to ask you a question. We got to ask you a question. Um, what did you think of Lady Gaga's <laughs> outfit that she's singing today? They're calling it Heidi. Oh we want to get to the important stuff Hunger now. Games. Heidi and Julie and I, we just thought we loved what she, we loved what everybody wore. We loved all the purple, but we're just wondering: did did you like what Lady Gaga when she came out? Ta-da! Or not? I loved it. I came downstairs and looked at the TV because we're, we're all working from home, right? So yeah. I came downstairs, looked at the TV, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And <laughs> and then and I just saw this huge outfit, and um, and then I thought, "Oh, this Lady Gaga, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course that, she, of course. of course she has something on." <laughs> she was good. She sang the hell out of that song, and I loved how theatrical she was with her (laughs) arms and er, er, everything else. We're a little baffled at J-Lo's yelling, you know, let's get loud from, you know, her song (laughs) between uh, This Land is Your Land and um, America the Beautiful, but I bet you anything, uh, A-Rod you know, encouraged her to do that. Get your song line in there, <laughs> would ya? Yes, you can get it in, J-Lo, Lo-J, whatever your name is. Get it in there. I know. All right. Well, we have to go to our, you yeah, know. Our break. Our break. Um, James, so nice to meet you, and hopefully we'll be hearing more about the 211 hotline in the near future. Yes, and I'm glad we got to break the fashion ice with James. Yeah, okay? and we'll, we'll have you on again to talk about any other developments that I hear are in the works. Well, great. Well, thank you so much to both of you, and uh, thanks for the time today. Yes, thank you, James. All right, what are we coming back with? Well, when we ca- we are coming back with Jamie Foxx uh, telling really? the story. Okay. It's, I mean, I've dug it up. He told it to Howard Stern like three years ago, but I don't remember us talking about it. All so right. We're going to talk about it now. Rocco giving us a deep What song is this? That's right. This, that's that's Black Muse from the... Uh, Hit and Run album. Good. Oh, I like that. It's a good one. I like it. I like it a lot. And the reason we're talking about Jamie Foxx is he stars in the animated Pixar movie Soul, which is on Disney Plus. Yes. So he's giving quite a few interviews. As I know, I I don't have it, and Rocco hasn't seen it, and you haven't it's seen it. Supposed to be awesome. Yeah, I just won the animated film at the Critic Choice Awards, Super Awards that they had. Yeah, people are are liking it, and Jamie Foxx really had a lot of fun playing this Joe Gardner, a middle school teacher by day, a jazz musician by night. Okay, okay so he, so um, he's giving interviews, and this is from a, uh, from a resurfaced 2017 Howard Stern interview where, because apparently, now you had your flirty little thing with him. Oh, my gosh. After the SAG Awards at that, what was the hotel we were at? It was the Mandarin, and it was when the Sky Bar was all that. Okay, so Julia, and even though he was there with the woman, he made time. And I was married. Yes. Which was a weird little second. Yeah, but he took your hand and looked you in your eyes, and he was taller than you. We were just, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, we just caught each other's eyes yeah. and just sat there. Yeah, I know. It It was very, you were, but he is known because, Rocco, you may not know this about L.A., but that is a town 
that all the fun happens either at a few little watering holes like a Dantana's, but mainly it's house parties. It There's is. Just, it's just not a it's nightlife town. It's better than dead on a unless Sunday you, night at midnight. Yeah, and unless at you're going o'clock. to a concert yeah. or something somewhere at a club or whatever. Or a private club. Yeah, so he's known for having parties at his house, and mm-hmm. he's told stories about, and you know, who's been there, but he's telling Howard Stern, and we can't play any of the audio. Rocker would have had to work for days because of Getting the language. The <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's about the time that he was in, he came to Minneapolis um, several years ago, prior to, you know, Prince's Path, and of course. And while he was there, he he said it was crazy. We did this, sh- we did a show in Minneapolis, and we walked outside, and it was sort of snowing, and there's this big shadowy figure in the alley, and this person, this mysterious person, said uh, this to him. Hey, he he wants to see you. And I said, who? <laughs> the kid wants to see you. And Jamie Foxx says, well, who's the kid? Right. And this person said, Prince. And then he was like, oh, okay. So he was excited to meet Prince. And he and his friends, you know, made their way from downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Might have been at the Target Center. I'm wondering what this is. Yeah, um, and they go out to Paisley Park, and then of course, you know, anytime anyone goes to Paisley Park at the invitation of Prince, and I only know this because I went out there exactly twice. But you wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Rocco, Rocco knows that. Rocco knows yes. this, and Stephanie knows that. Yeah. And, yep. So he tells Howard Stern, we go to Paisley Park, and they're having us waiting, and it was like they had me in this separate... Weeding, is that waiting waiting, and reading? Waiting. (laughs) They had me in this white room, and I felt a little weird because I was by myself. My friends were in this other room, and it was like four in the morning. And when Prince finally appeared, he said, that bleeper came out dog. He had a one-piece on like Dorothy Hamill, a (laughs) bodysuit with the boots... On in it, so wherever he was, they were sewing him in this. Yeah, and of course Howard Stern cannot believe it and tell me more, tell me more. And Jamie Fox tells Howard, he said he had his hair done, the most beautiful man I'd ever seen in my life. Me and my homies were like, man, this bleep, this bleep is pretty. He's pretty. I mean, he looked better than Halle Berry. Wow. And, of course, he was so beautiful. Yes, he and was. And then um, things started. So Howard's like, you know, then how everything goes fun. It was fun. You know, they were kind of jamming because Jamie Foxx is a musician. But then Jamie Foxx asked Prince for a photo. He said, I yep. bleeped up. Whatever yep. I did, I knew I just yep. bleeped up. The minute I asked him, he said I had a cheap disposable camera and Prince was not pleased. At first, I thought it was the disposable camera, and he said, "And he said, uh, no, um, I don't do those." Wow! And so it's funny triggers for different people. Um, yeah. Well, Prince but, doesn't dance with no. you either. I asked him well, to dance, and, and he said, "I'll watch." You I girls. think about the reason why he never went to Paisley Park is you had to wait. 
everything was you get there and then you don't know when it's going to happen and so it's for a very committed soul to go out there to see oh, the dancing it was i just easy couldn't to be committed and go to pc her no mm-hmm. i kids i was momming it up i didn't want to do it it's pretty crazy though because yeah. i probably saw prince play about 20 times out there serious and, and to think that for like little effort sure you have to stay up all night yeah. sure you have to stand on your feet for but a few hours it's but you am- get to see prince play from about five feet away right i know it just like was never that invited, big of a fan. It'd be, it'd be like getting invited to Graceland for a jam session in the jungle room. I'll wait. I'll wait right. in the stable. I was not that big of a fan then. I didn't deserve it. I wasn't well, worthy. Julia, this was in the days when First Avenue and Glam Slam and everything closed at the unholy hour of one. And we I weren't remember. ready to go home. We could go till at least three or four. So it didn't seem like a big deal. I was like, able to stay out till two at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I mean, everything closed at one. Yeah. People don't uh-huh. forgot that, you know, they 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 had to fight hard to get that 3 a.m. close time, you know. Is that what it is now? Yeah. Now it's 10 p.m. But yeah. it went in under, is it 3 a.m. Yeah. in Minneapolis? In yeah. Saint pa- mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, for Look seven, how, it was three. I, and- okay, I've just got the big Al loser. I'll just put it back on my forehead. <sighs> Jeez. But you could go, oh, we could go to Amber's up on Hennepin, or maybe no, you can go Felios out to... Felio's was where, but no, that would but only after, be open. After 1 a.m., it would be oh. Amber's on Hennepin. And, or you, what if you get invited? What if you go to Paisley Park? And I don't even know how we get out there. Well, Lori, imagine You know, I mean, map-wise. Oh. Map-wise and everything. <laughs> there were no I'm phones. thinking other ways. I mean, I think there's Wait, some... how would you even find it? just say, get on 169 and get off on whatever five they told or, Five or... I don't know. Jan as in dinner theater. Yes, I think that was the marker, and we didn't know where that was either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Rocco, 20 times. Lori, oh, yeah. how many times do you think you went? Maybe four or five. Right. I did not Rocco, go that many. you are a I could easily fan. be talked into going oh, yeah. to somebody's house or to Amber's. Well, there was, a, I mean, I was also for a while, you know, a waiter, so I could like sleep in on a Saturday sure. or yeah. right. Sunday or whatever. You Where know, did but. you wait tables? I waited tables at Sydney's and the Galleria for a while. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I loved Sydney's. So that was did a I. Great I wish Sydney's place. was still around. Gosh. See, yeah, Julie, you're forgetting that we did things when we were younger <laughs> that you did not do for some strange reason, and you waited till now. I we had kids. We didn't have a baby till you were like 32. What were you doing between 22 and 32? I'm not going to (laughs) tell. We got to go. We'll be right back.